0: This podcast is part of the A3K Network. For more
1: information, visit www.anime3000.com.
0: Warning. The views and opinions expressed by this producer are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by Anime3000. Its producers, partners, or affiliates. Listener discretion is advised.
2: They will need music to uplift. It will be a godsend
3: and hope and glory, to go inside, they'll need the strength and warmth and comfort that the music will provide,
2: whittly whittly whittly
1: wow, welcome everybody to another episode of The Other Side, I ladies and gentlemen am Cody Byer, and I am
4: Max Waiter,
1: all right, we we'll are do another episode on the other side, as you can tell by the fact that I just introduced the new episode, and you are listening to the new episode, and you saw the new episode on a list of shows on Anime 3000, and you are clicking the link with me, and you are watching the episode! We're listening to it anyway. Hi there! As you could probably uh, figure out by my goofy-ass, stupid-as-hell introduction, we're going to be talking about music today, on the other side. We're going to be talking about music in anime, because you see, folks... Music is my passion. It is my thing. I love me some music. I am borderline, a borderline snob, in many ways. Um, love me some music. So this is for me. This is for Daddy. This is Daddy's fun time. Uh, that came out wrong. I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna let it ride as it was. I'm gonna let it go.
4: Uh, On this episode, we're finally going to do the impossible. We're actually going to physically fuck music.
1: (laughs) Uh, Or Lord knows I've tried. You know, I've heard some albums that I wanted to make sweet, sweet monkey love too. And if you get me started, we'll be here all day. So let's try to keep on track. Uh, Because if I go on a tangent in this episode, it's going to be three hours. So. We're going to talk about both good music and bad music. Because some anime has really good music. Now, there's a stipulation for this episode. There's stipulation a rule. No Yoko Kano. Because, you see, Yoko Kano is by default the best. Her music is incredible. She's one of the great musical geniuses of our time. She is like the Japanese BT or Devin Townsend. She is one of the great musical geniuses of our time. She can do any kind of music she wants. Uh she has made some incredible songs which it's almost an insult, even though there's nothing wrong with being in a soundtrack, it's almost an insult to call those songs that she does like songs from a soundtrack. No, those are songs that are on their own level. They should be treated and revered as such. I mean you can't just play Beauty is within us and say, Oh, this is a show from a Japanese this is a song from a Japanese cartoon. No. This is a fantastic song. So her music it transcends soundtrack. So in in order for that to be, like, just dominating this discussion, no Yoko Kano. She she is, like, the banned character in a fighting game tournament. She's god tier. The only way to make this competitive is to ban her.
4: So... Like Akuma in Street Fighter, Theo, Hyper Turbo, 2002.
1: No, close. Akuma in in, uh, Street Fighter 2, Apostrophe, or whatever, was the first one with him, where he was literally unbeatable. With some characters um, So yeah, that's basically what we're doing here So I think, uh, Max, why don't you uh, kick off the discussion Why don't you throw out a soundtrack that we can get started on A little something that the people should be listening to if they haven't already
4: Alright then Since we're talking about music It would, even, would be pretty damn appropriate to actually start with an anime That is mostly about music Which would be Detroit Metal City <laughs>
1: yeah. We're actually going to talk about a couple Animated with music, but I like that was the first one you went to. Because that, that might say something, a little something about us, that uh, of all the music shows we'll be discussing, we went for the... Rip, 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 rip. He just said the 11 rapes in one second! Yes. yes. But, oh my god, Detroit Metal City, I want to rub it. I want to rub it sensually. I love that show, it's so funny. I love uh-huh. the manga, the manga, because there's more funny in the manga. Because the sticky... manga keeps going. It's poorly drawn as hell, but it's so funny, I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, Detroit Metal City. The great thing about Detroit Metal City soundtrack is the songs are fucking stupid.
4: Yeah, like for there's, example, Fucking Ham Palace, which is basically almost nothing but fuck, 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 fuck,
2: fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck.
1: <laughs> it is a song, and these are song like the songs were made. Like these are songs that they made for the show. You can listen to them in their entirety. I mean, now the lyrics in Japanese, so it loses a little something. So that holds it down a bit. You need like translate for a lot of them. Some of them you don't like. Fucking Ham Palace, by the way. That is the greatest fucking title for a song. Fucking Ham Palace. It's just fuck, 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 to this crunching, insane metal. Just fuck, 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 fuck. This is like a... Detroit Metal City is supposed to be satire of the music industry, multiple music industries, primarily Oh,
4: and I thought all metal was like that.
1: Like, it's, you know, it satirizes, like... Cheesy pop music too. We'll get into that in a sec, but also uh, satirizes the metal scene and especially the hardcore metal scene.
4: Yeah, and, and its fans.
1: Oh, of course. And it is just and it satirizes rap at one point uh, with the like New, New York, uh, ra- the rapper from New York who's yeah, Kiba. Like, yeah, Kiba, and he he's like apparently like gangster. He was around shooting everybody, and you find out that he's, he's actually this big fucking pussy. It was like this nice boy raised in a nice family. Yeah, shit.
4: who actually never was in America.
1: Yeah. But just He's
4: pretends like, to. Like, yeah. yo, 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 I'm keyboard guy, and I'm here for totally hardcore and bringing the dishes.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, basically – it it really reminded me of like – uh, I can't remember the guy's name. There's this one rapper, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, who kept saying in his raps and in his press releases and shit that he was – uh, he was a former drug dealer, and he was arrested, and he was in jail for a while, and it turned out none of that was true.
2: Uh, Rick Ross?
1: No, it wasn't Rick Ross. I forget his name. Anybody in the comments that knows, which you probably won't. <laughs> That's my, this audience is – I know the audience is not up on hip-hop, but in the – If Cody on,
4: doesn't know it, nobody does.
1: <laughs> in this case – um. But on the off chance you do remember who it was, because his career died when people, everybody found out. I knew that. Um, go ahead and put it in the comments. Or maybe his career didn't die. I don't know. Is he's a mainstream rapper, and and to hell with mainstream hip hop. So you know, it, unless it's unless it's Kanye or Kid Cudi for a while, or any of those rare good artists or actual artists that popped into the mainstream inexplicably. Fuck the rest of them. I just know, after, it was after his reveal, this guy became a joke and nobody listened to the music. So if anybody remembers who it was, but that's, that's who this reminded me of. I wish I could remember his name because that's who this guy reminded me of. It was, it was like the exact same shit. Which would be funny as hell if this, I'm pretty sure this story in Detroit Metal City came first. Before this guy. I, I, I can't remember when Detroit Metal City started. Which would be great if Detroit, if, if I'm writing Detroit Metal City did this plotline first and then it actually happened. That this that there was some rapper just bullshitting about us. bad. That would be amazing, fucking dude. Like Detroit Metal City was doing satire of hip hop, and it fucking called it.
4: <laughs> just goes to show, no matter how stupid you make your characters, real life will always top it.
1: Yeah, and uh, what I, one of the tracks I love in Detroit Metal City is the end credits theme because it is uh, is it a parody of J-pop and the cheesy bubblegum like trendy J-pop. And his lyrics are so stupid. Like, you will wake up in the sunshine. I will make you a fresh cheese tart, and we will be
2: our special bond, sweets, baby. <laughs>
1: Is that in English? It's just, uh, like
2: my lovey,
1: lovey, love at one point, and it's fucking hilarious. Like, it, like I said, the, the satire is hampered by the fact that it isn't Japanese, and unfortunately, it looks like S- Sentai Filmworks picked up the series. Was it Sentai Filmworks? Somebody who's not Funimation. Funimation should have picked it up, because they would have fucking translated it. They would have done it in English, and they would have translated the song. But the people who did fucking pick it up, they ain't even going to dub it. It's in sub. You can buy the DVDs in sub. They ain't going to fucking dub it, because they're bitches. They're bitches, and I hate them, and I hope they get AIDS all over. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're not going to dub it, so we're not going to get the fucking songs in English like we would have if Funimation got it. Just let Funimation have these things. Nobody else bid on the comedies. Funimation gets all the comedies. ADV is gone now, so there's only one person who should be handling comedies. Funimation. Funimation, Just let them have them all.
4: The other side, we hope
1: you get AIDS. (laughs) We do. do. The people that license Detroit Metal City, we hope you get AIDS. Because you're not going to dub it. And you fucking suck. Just, seriously, it needs to be ruled. rule. Give Funimation all the comedies. They made Hatalia funny. That's like, you win at that point. You win. You, that is, the, that's it. The game is over. You give them all the comedies at that point. You, what are you going to do? You're going to say, well, I could do it better than the people that made Hatalia funny. No, you can't. Your hubris is your downfall. Just give them the comedies. It bugs me. But anyway, moving on to another show about music. And this, I don't know. This was done by Funimation and did have the songs dubbed in English. And I wonder if they've released a soundtrack of the English music. I never looked. Well, I think I looked and I couldn't find anything and I got bored. And I went and played video games. Uh, Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. Now, Beck is a very good show. But it has this weird and awkward trend of putting long, awkward pauses and silent moments in its dialogue. But other than that, it's a really good show.
4: We're going to do the rest of the podcast like that. (laughs)
1: My brother uh, actually really does like that show. He has like no interest in anime, but he really did like that show because he likes. Uh, he's an enthusiast of. Uh, he's a music enthusiast like me, but I could I could kind of rag on his. He's like the um, pitchfork media kind of like lives in a bubble of indie rock bullshit. His taste of music sucks, people. I'm not gonna lie. I love my brother. We're close, but the only thing good taste of music he has is classic rock and hip hop. Uh, but his general views on music, other other than that, he is like fucking a, f- a follower indie fag kind of thing. He will do whatever pitchfork media tells him and whatever the kids at school tell him, except for like mainstream hip hop shit. You know, he won't, he he's not that far gone where he's listening to the dumb shit, but he is more, of, he is a big follower, more of a trend whore than he lets on. But the one aspect that he and I do share, Is our love of the classic rock and the important, uh, artists, which Beck is very, uh, pays great respect to. Especially in the, uh, ending song, which is in English, done by Steve Conte, I believe. One of the fellow, no, or Tim Jensen. One of the guys who works with Yoko Kano and does music on Cowboy Bebop. He sang and it's in English and the whole thing is like, uh, it's a really cool song and it's got shot like all this artwork of, uh, famous musicians. It's a love letter to music. And even if you're, um borderline snob like me or doing whatever pitchfork tells you like my brother you're going to find something to like here it's a great show despite the weird pausing it's a great show the, the, uh, if you take out the pausing the dialogue's great except for that one scene at the end of episode 5 um but i, I just accidentally did a long awkward pause but the, the soundtrack is great because there's a lot of different bands performing their music. It's a, original, a lot of original songs uh, by the different bands in the show. And Funimation, when, in their dub, which is excellent, uh, they dub the songs. The songs are in English and they work in English. there. Because sometimes when Funimation dubs a song, it's a little off, a little awkward. Sounds like a dubbed song. These don't. These are very meticulously uh, w- w- were meticulously worked on, I guess, whatever the word you want to use. They made sure they got this right. They made sure these sounded like authentic songs a band would play and not just a translation of a Japanese song. And if Funimation hasn't released an English Beck soundtrack, they're fucking fools. And I will hit them. Uh, no, seriously. If I find out after this, like someone tells me, nope, they never did release the soundtrack. Next, Otacon, when the the, uh, the representative from Funimation, I'm forgetting his name. I'm blanking his name here, the bald guy. I'm going to smack him upside the head. And he said, why would you hit me? I was like, it's not personal. Just you're the Funimation representative, and I need to smack Funimation upside the head. And so since you're the representative, you're the one who gets smacked upside the head. It's nothing personal, it's just business.
4: And then here, I'll here's this eight syringe. Take that with you.
1: <laughs> no, they they don't Funimation does not get AIDS. I do not want Funimation to get AIDS. I love Funimation. They license things that make me want to hit them. There's no reason on earth they should have unleashed Master of Martial Hearts on this country, but they did. Uh but aside from that, I'm gay for them. Uh but I want I want to give AIDS to the people that license Detroit Metal City. So you get it right. But if they haven't released an English soundtrack for Beck, they're idiots. I mean, I guess you can get the Japanese soundtrack, but I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I've heard the songs in English. I don't need them in Japanese. It'd be weird. I experienced them first in English, and they were very uh, flawless. So there's no need to get Japanese. Like, you know, that song was good, but... Let's get in what is essentially gibberish to me, because I don't speak this language.
4: You just don't understand the inherent superiority of Japanese music.
1: (laughs) I mean, I like some Japanese artists. There's some really great Japanese bands. Fucking Abington Boys School, despite their goofy name, rocks the fuck out of you. Uh, M-O-V-E, great. Glay, love me some Glay, but... You know, if I had a flawless English alternative... Like, if someone flawlessly Englishified Abington Boys School's repertoire of music, I would never go back to the Japanese language ones. Even if that was the original version, I don't care. Uh, but I'd rather hear it in a language I can understand. I'll, I will take the language I don't understand if I have no choice. But if I have a choice, I'm going to take my native language. I'm sorry if that makes me uh, heathen, plebeian, whatever the fucking weeboos want to call me. Fucking YOLO.
4: You already you already were a heasen when you preferred mostly dubs over subs.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I don't like to read my television. Also, I don't think uh, people that prefer subs over dubs realize that Japanese voice actors overact. I honestly don't think they know that. They think, wow, they're putting in so much emotion. Like, do you know what they're actually doing? It's basically along the lines of,
2: where are we
1: going to find where he ran off to? He's hiding somewhere in there, and we're going to find him. I don't think you guys realize that's what they're doing most of the time. Obviously, not all of the time, but still. It explains some porn.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, they like these these nerds just don't realize because they don't understand. They just hear emotion, and they kind of match it up in their minds to the syllable. I don't think they realize. No, those guys are hamming it the fuck up on a, on the reg. They are just eating scenery like fucking Pac-Man in that recording booth.
2: But I digress. Uh,
1: yeah, Beck is good. Soundtrack is good. Funmation, if you haven't released an English-language version, you fucking dumbasses do it. If you have, I'm an idiot and I'm gonna go get it. Um, Max, why don't you drop one?
4: Yeah, sure. Since we're already talking about love letters to music, there's obviously the all-new anime Jojo's Bizarre Adventure.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Sorry, when you say Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Normally, a pillar of light from heaven comes down And a choir is company, But I guess this time they weren't on their game So I had to fill in
4: Yeah, maybe that is are on coffee break I don't know, maybe but
1: episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, you know
4: But yeah, not not only does Obviously the series loves music Simply because of the names of the characters I mean, Speedwagon, Seppoli,
2: Dior.
1: Don't forget his full name, Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Yeah. Tell oh, me that's not the best fucking- Love the It's this show's so fucking goofy, but it is awesome and it owns it so magnificently.
2: Indeed. It's like,
1: if JoJo Bizarre Adventure kicks down your door with its bulging muscles and yeah, you know I'm gonna be silly. Fuck you. I'm gonna be silly as shit. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It's like some JoJo.
4: Especially since they later introduced stands, and those are also almost all named after music. 21st Century Boy, White Snake, first Scary one, Monsters.
1: The first ones were named after tarot cards. Yeah. And after they ran out of tarot cards, they start Because usually it was just the characters that were named after music shit. And it was like, well, now we are name their stands after music shit, too. The, my favorite one, and also one of the greatest character-stand pairings, are American President! Normally, you, you, red lights go off when you find out that in a show the American, the President of America, is the main villain. But this He's guy is awesome! Uh, it's so amazing. I don't. I want him to be our real president. Okay? Fuck Obama. This guy needs to be running America. His name is Funny Valentine. He is an overly pretty man with. Car- the word considere carved into his chest. I don't know what the fuck it means, but the letters are all out of order, and it looks cool. And on his back, he has scars in the shape of the American flag. And he is going to bend space and time so that all bad luck and problems will be diverted from America because he loves his country. He's going to divert all problems from America to the rest of the world. So by bending the laws of reality, the rest of the world will be a shithole with bad things happening to it all the time. And America is going to rule.
4: And he's going to do it with the corpse of Jesus.
1: Yes, the corpse of Jesus. This is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, people. The president of America is going to use the power of Jesus' corpse to divert all bad luck and misfortune to the rest of the world to make America awesome. That is a political platform I could get behind.
4: Yeah, and he all does it with a napkin metaphor.
1: Fuck, exactly. Fuck hope and change. Fuck change we can believe in all that stupidity. No, make the rest of the world suck. America is going to be heaven on earth. I love this guy. He kicks ass. He's got like this rah-rah America. This guy's got the like the strongest stand ever in all of JoJo. It, it, it's called, and his stand, the guy's name is Funny Valentine. His stand, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. That's the name of his fucking stand and it manifests in the form of this cool thing that looks like a cross between the gimp from Pulp Fiction and Cell from Dragon Ball Z. It's all like white and gold and Cool, it's got this math... No, it's not a game from Pulp Fiction. It's fucking Cronin from Hellboy. It's Cronin from Hellboy meets Cell. How awesome does that sound by itself? Cronin from Hellboy crossed with Cell is the familiar, for those who don't understand what a sa- standard, is the familiar of the President of the United States who has the American flag and scars on his back. And he fucking... he this thing, He could just take stuff from other dimensions other realities and timelines, and you can swap them. Even people. People. But here's the thing. A, it makes him invulnerable because what you can do if you hurt him, he'll just replace himself. He'll swap his consciousness into another him from another reality and just swap. So you can just do that all day long. There's probably like a million dead versions of Funny Valentine, all these dimensions.
4: Yeah, so in order to defeat him, they had to pull some bullshit out of their ass.
1: Yeah, that's how that's how fucking ridiculous he got. And then fucking uh, he can just instantly kill you because if two uh of the same people, if two if the two the same people are in one universe, they will both be erased. His stand protects him from this effect, but he could just like yank like the you from an alternate dimension into the same room with you, and you'll both be eradicated from a fucking paradox. He can paradox you to death, motherfucker. Jojo in the house. I want this man to be our president.
4: Sturdy deeds, done dirt cheap. It's pretty much America in a nutshell.
1: You will ne- <laughs> you would never have to worry about health care. Because things are just gonna go our way because because corpse of Jesus
2: Because you America.
1: Never- exactly, because it'll be America. You don't have to worry about crime anymore. That's just gonna happen somewhere else. Yeah.
4: Also he has a bisexual, masochistic wife. <laughs>
1: Sit on my face <laughs> What was the name of the girl that is what the first lady was like sit on my face <laughs> I can't remember if she was talking to some like handmaiden or some lady uh, she,
4: she was she was talking to the like terrible female character that was well, Lucy Steele, yeah. She said, sit on my face, Lucy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say was my it? name, Scarlett.
1: Oh ah!
2: <laughs> Sit on my face <laughs> I love Jojo
1: so much <laughs> Oh, we haven't even gotten the music.
2: Yeah,
4: gotten- the music, right. In the, you see, in the anime, they have, of course, different music tracks, but one that mostly stands out is the ending music, because they're actually playing Roundabout by Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I was I was hoping when this was announced that they would actually license some music, because the show's all about Western music references. you got to get some. I know uh, a bunch of background music tracks actually will throw in, like, a riff or something that's an obvious nod to a song or two. I can't remember the actual references, but I'm sure you can look them up. But yeah, they got an uh, an actual like, roundabout by S. I I hope if that's dubbed, license it. Don't fucking half-ass. Don't do like Eden of the Ace where you got it for one episode. No. License that shit. I don't care what you got to do. This is JoJo. Do not fuck around with JoJo.
4: We don't care who you got
1: to blow. Do it. Exactly. Just do what the people that fucking made Skullgirls did and find out who you got to blow to fucking get... That pissed me off. <laughs> Fucking, well, I ain't gonna get into it. No, I won't get into it. Quick tangent, everybody, before we get back on track. Uh, remember last week, uh, week's episode, I reveled in the fact that Skullgirls lost the competition to be at EVO? Well, someone sucked somebody's dick, and, and Skullgirls got an unofficial extra spot at EVO. And, which is bullshit, uh, it lost. But hey, they've tried really hard. That was their, that was their explanation. They just, oh, they just tried so hard. We and feel got hard. so far. And in the end, it didn't even matter. <laughs> they watched. Uh, so they say, well, we'll give you, we're not gonna like, you're not an official part, but we'll give you like a corner of EVO you can play in. You have your own little corner. Fuck you.
4: Uh, uh, there uh, your ba- fanboys can play with themselves.
1: Exactly. Ugh, the is so short. Um... But the my favorite part, and this is true, I expressed these sentiments on Twitter. And one of the staff of Skullgirls retweeted me in hopes of getting Skullgirls fans to go after me. Because you know how this is. It's the oldest fucking trick in the book. You either retweet somebody or you favorite it on YouTube. You get the, your fans to go after the person. He said something mean about me. Go get him. Nice to know. You know, I've always joked that Skullgirls is obviously run by 13-year-olds. Apparently, I was completely right about that. Uh, they tr- but the best part, nobody showed up. I got two bitch fits. One- only one by someone who was literate. A whopping two people came to defend Skullgirls in a big old meanie face. And then when it didn't work, the dude from Skull- the Skullgirl staff removed the retweet. The most pathetic thing I've seen and I am not a bit surprised because it's from one of the people behind Stargirls. Just goes to show everything I say is right. Oh, my God, why am I right about everything? Why can't I be right about things that are, like, good and nice and make me happy? Why am I always right when it comes to, like, demeaning people and, say, and, and guessing how awful people are?
4: Because you just don't have the corpse of Jesus.
1: I need the corpse of Jesus. but well, what I need. So I can fucking say like, oh, this good thing should happen, and then it'll happen. Not, I bet this motherfucker has the mentality of a thirteen-year-old, and like a week later, turns out, yep, mentality of a thirteen-year-old. Cody, you called it.
4: Yeah, at least one good thing did happen though, because friend, uh, because fighting is magic got hit with a season desist.
1: Oh yeah, that meme gave me a boner ten miles long. Uh, I think mean, we're getting so off tangent. I don't care because this is so interesting. I'm gonna tell the people, and then we'll go back on topic. Because what will we do at the other side? We don't just. Constrain ourselves to the topic of the day. If we think of something interesting to say, we want to entertain your ass with some interesting discussion. Yeah, fighting is magic. The, uh, fucking bronies, they had a fighting game. It was stupid as shit. Maybe you heard, remember me and Alex talking about it, and I said this was a terrible idea. It was a stupid, 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 stupid idea for- yeah, a, He said it was a great idea. <laughs> for a host of reasons. No, he didn't say it was a great idea, but he said it could be good. Looks like it's gonna be good. No, it didn't, folks. um list of fucking reasons mile long you shouldn't have done it but they did it put so much work into it and i can't even give them credit for it because you think about what they're putting so much work into and it's like wasted wasted talent wasted it's
4: like someone putting a lot of effort into making his perfect body pillow
1: yeah exactly oh they put so much time and effort and they worked so hard to make a my little pony fighting game
4: they put so much effort into drawing that underage vagina
1: I hate that defense. I hate when people say that. Look at all the effort. It put so much effort into it. it put so much effort into what? Dressing
4: child porn is hard.
1: Yeah, it's a... I'll get into that in another show down the line. Um, but... Yeah, that dad died. And, um... <laughs> Hasbro, you're my bro. You're my bro. Put a stop to that shit. Hasbronies. <laughs> Hasbronies for lunch. Um... And it's easy to see why they're making a fucking because it was a dumb idea. And this is what I was saying. I'm not even a fan of the show. I don't even like the show. And I say, you know what? This does not to do the show justice because this is not what the show is about. You, why are they fighting? Why are they hitting each other and hurting each other? This show's about friendship. It's about coming together.
4: Friendship is beating the shit out of
1: each other. Apparently Hasbro thought the same thing. Hey, uh buddy, and and people, like, Hasbro, you support. Fan creations, no, they don't support things that could be confused as being endorsed by Hasbro when it goes against what they're trying to preach, or preach, but the image they're trying to give.
4: And, of course, now every brony is a legal expert who says they totally didn't have to do that to defend their intellectual property. No,
1: copyright law doesn't work that way. Oh, but it does, because Hasbro's team of high-priced lawyers know a little bit more about the law. Then a bunch of neckbearded motherfuckers, slathered with Cheetos in their basement, venting their rage with the sounds of Skrillex and echoing across the basement walls. Yeah. But yeah.
4: Basically, the bronies are now incredibly hurt, and some people like, I'm gonna go to Hasbro's headquarters, and I'm gonna blow all their heads off, because they destroy everything that's good, and why do they hate us so much, and these assholes?
1: And I just did my obnoxious schadenfreude laugh for like an hour in my <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: i think they
4: need some preparation age
1: i love it now all they gotta do is do something about hoofbeat. beat and hasbro i will go buy some my little pony shit tonight just as a thank you i don't even like my little pony i will throw it right the fuck no you know what i will buy a my little pony figurine and just give it to the first little girl i see walking by hey you want my little pony it's free just take it just take it I just bought it out of celebration. I don't want to actually keep it. I'm giving you. This is Christmas come early. It's birthday times. This is like, you can go tell people about the story about guy giving out My Little Ponies. <laughs> it won't sound creepy at all. Uh, you don't have to even get in a van. Just take it. Just take and be on your merry way. Uh, so that was good ass news. And it's funny, I was, I was, decided to listen to some of the music tracks from it. Cause now I'm gonna slowly get back on topic. Cause I am good at this, people. Uh, decided to listen to some of the music tracks from that thing.
4: <laughs> and I'm sure it was amazing.
1: <laughs> That's what I love about the bronies. I, lo- I mean, love in the most ironic way. They care so much about this stupid shit. Like how, they, like you have like these brony musicians that make songs and, and and music pieces. And I I will not call them talented. I will not call them talented because they will never use this talent for anything other than ponies. They will never, like, compose a song that doesn't have to do with fucking Fluttershy or Rainbow Dash. And I hate that I know their names. Uh, they will never do that. It's never going to happen. So I'm not going to call them talented because they're just going to pretty much just obsess over the show and just, you know, it's musical Asperger's.
2: Like, oh,
1: if it wasn't about ponies, some of them I would call talented. I would say they're skilled musicians, but they will never use that music for anything other than ponies, so fuck 'em and the horse they rode in on. Um... Pony. Womp, womp. The music in this game... Uh... I I taste bile, but I'm going to compliment it. And in the interest of fairness, I'm a fair guy, give devil's due. If I could give my little sister can't be this cute its credit, I can give the fucking brony music credit. It's technically, um... Like, the production values are good. Like, one or two tracks are decent.
4: It's technically music.
1: (laughs) I mean, not horrible. Uh, it's not like the fucking Pony Dubstep remixes that you can see a fat bearded man dancing to on the incredible My Little Spaghetti YouTube channel. Everybody go subscribe to that shit. It's like daily entertainment. Uh, but this is, I mean, there are a couple tracks that were actually decent. But they were ridiculous. Because you could tell these people have deified, this, this, the composer has deified these ponies so much that rather than trying to, th- to get something that would fit the pony, they get something that would like uh prop up the pony and be amazing so that if you whack off to the pony, you're going to think it's appropriate rather than thinking it's appropriate objectively. For instance, uh Applejack's theme. For those who don't know, God, why the fuck do I know? For those who don't know, Applejack's the cowgirl pony and she has a farm. And for her theme, it starts off like banjos like you think it would. right? Eh? <laughs> And then it goes into this, like, big thing, and then chunking electric guitar pops in, real quick, and then leaves, and then, like, epic Jun Sinaway high, uh, pitch, not high pitched, I guess? High high chord? High chord, let's call it. Um, electric guitar kicks in, you know, those who don't know, I'm gonna be a little music obsessed, like, I'm gonna do my thing here. Jun Sinaway, the composer for the Sonic games and an excellent musician in his own right, has a trademark. He is a guitarist, and like a le- I rock guitarist, and he has a trademark sound, which is one of the reasons I really, really like him, just objectively. Forget the fact he has soundtracks, I'm comparing him with every musician, period. I really he's up there with the ones I really like because A, he's very skilled. B he has a unique sound that is uniquely his. You can listen to it and say, that's Jim Sinaway. I don't even need to know. I heard that guitar. I know that's Jim Sinoway. He he chords he his guitar is pitched pretty high. Not whaley really high. It's at this exact spot that is uniquely his. That is high and melodic, but not high. You know what I mean? It's not beep. It's this melodic, like a, like a, like an electric guitar. If electric guitars could croon, that would be John Sinaway. Or John Sinoe? Fuck it, I don't care, I'm saying Sinnoh. Um, and that's it, but this kind of goes into like a mock John Sinoe guitar solo and it's like this is for a pony cowgirl on the farm why are we getting into epic numbers and then the fucking chunking guitar the metal guitars for like a split second into a fucking John Santaway wannabe solo no that is stupid and then Rainbow Dash's theme is this ridiculous Mega Man X guitar number cause that fits a powder blue rainbow pony flying in the clouds oh but she's sporty so <makes noise> No Finally I have brought my Asperger's into musical form. What it is. It's obsessing over the ponies, it deifies them so when it's like, how do I do a theme song for this pony? It's the most unnecessarily epic thing, but at the same time the composer's not that skilled.
4: Uh because as we all know, ponies are gone.
1: Yeah, but see, because the composer's not that skilled, it mostly, a lot of it comes off as like the kind of thing you hear in SNES shovelware. Like, didn't I hear this in a stage in Captain Novelin? <laughs> <laughs> like, Twilight Sparkles theme mind me that. Like, this is like from a forgettable SNES game that's like based on a license or something. It's like something you hear like a, <laughs> uh, uh, something on Blip reviewing. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a pathetic project, doomed for failure, and I'm dancing on its grave. Um, get out of my gaming genre. Excuse me, I have to go play Marvel's Capcom 3. Oh, I just remembered why I stopped playing Marvel's Capcom 3. I'm gonna move back to something else. Uh, so going back to our topic at hand, uh, anime music. I forgot were we on you or me. I nope.
4: think it's your turn again.
1: Yes.
2: Haha,
1: <laughs> tangents. Um, there's so many good ones to choose from, but I'm gonna have to go with the jazzy schnazzy Bacano.
2: Ooh, Bacano.
1: Bacano, Bacano is like, uh, someone is imitating Cowboy Bebop, but they're imitating it really well. It's a skillful imitation. And still doing its own thing. Yes, uh, as a, as a, uh, well Cowboy Bebop was sort of that jazz movement, um the blues kind of with a little blues in there Bacano is more like when jazz was new like uh this is fresh off the presses uh put your record in the oh my god how the fuck did i forget the name of that thing that plays records phonophone phonophone sonophone something phone the music nut is forgetting the name of the mis- of the device that plays back records gramophone gramophone or something phone no one uses one anymore
4: telephone
1: (laughs) they haven't used one since i've been alive so i haven't needed to know the name that thing fresh off that that's but in like better quality sound that's what this soundtrack is and that opening number is snazzy that opening track just makes me want to rub myself on the television screen uncomfortably whenever it's on Guns and Roses it's called. It's nothing to do with the band. But it is damn fine. Oh sweet shout of mine. Mm. Play it again, Sam. Play it again.
4: And yeah, it was gramophone or phonograph
1: if you prefer. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. But uh I love that opener. I love that opener. Mm. Ending song is okay. It's a little out of place. It's like, okay, we got enough of this snazzy jazz that fits the theme of the the show. Let's get a soft J-pop number. <laughs> it's not a bad J-pop number, though. At least you know it's not like fucking some shitty J-pop just got into my balcony, and I got it, kicking it like it's a fucking bad dog, got it. Uh, so it's a decent song. It's just out of place. Uh, it's, it's you know.
4: Yeah, the positive side, the at least the music in in within the episode also
1: kicks ass. Oh yeah, Bacano soundtrack is a CD you gotta get. Um, it it is it is one of those things. Just you're gonna listen to it, and you're just gonna jam. Unless you don't like jazz, in which case you're a faggot. I don't want to know you. Um, but if you do like jazz, like good people do, good human beings with a soul, you're gonna enjoy. It. You're, gonna, you're gonna it's gonna kick ass. You're gonna, you're gonna I can't say rock out, it's jazz. You're gonna jazz out. Jazz out. You can do jazz hands involuntarily. What am I doing? What's going on with my hands? That's Jazz hands, calm down. Just happens. Just happens. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy the ride. Just let it go. Let it be free. Um walking is damn good. Damn good. Uh Max, why don't you uh drop
4: it? Sure. Alright. Next one I've got on my lineup would be Heat Guy Jay.
1: <laughs> oh yes. Oh, baby, daddy, yeah.
4: Like fucking bagpipes.
1: Oh, my God. Bagpipes, but they play them like they're electric guitar. And it sounds beautiful. Like, why isn't this a genre? And why isn't it coming out of Scotland? Why isn't bagpipe metal? That needs to be a thing. Make it happen, somebody. Rocking bagpipes. Oh, my God, I want that. I need that. Is that, out there and I've just been missing it, like I've been so, like, entrenched in all these other obscure shit, like, ooh, what's Viking metal? Let me check out that. And then over here, yeah, we got bagpipes rocking out over here. You ever heard of Celt? I guess it would be, what would it be called? Like Scottish metal? Scottcore? <laughs> I don't know. I want it to be, I want it to be a thing. But like, every track in Heat Guy J is awesome because it's like a, it's like a unique composition.
4: Like the the show immediately begins kick ass like by having Claire's theme play, Uh tribe I think was it called yeah.
1: Tribe, Claire's theme. Omerta is. Omerta dash family affair, which is an awesome like uh it is a, a traditional because those who remember when I reviewed Hikai J in the kusou episode because J is amazing it is one of the greatest anime ever made and if you disagree your opinions are never to be trusted by the general populace uh J not only is it incredible the music is incredible uh and one of the things that is great about it is that it includes mafia elements something you don't see very often in anime and uh, the main antagonist for most of the series is a mafia boss a young psychotic mafia boss and he is often accompanied by this bombast. Is like a traditional Italian-sounding, stereotypical mafia theme, injected with horse trank. Like not horse trank, like horse growth hormones, like gorilla balls, just into its throat. It's like the like put the Italian,
2: and
1: then it kicks in like this. Exploding percussion, like it's it's drums and like the sound of a like a overweight giant taking a footstep at the same time. Boom, boom, it's like oh my god, yes. And it's like proceeded with this fucking uh like a like a syntheset synthesized string section. It's oh,
4: uh, he's gonna make you a soundtrack you can't refuse.
1: But of course, the theme of the show, which is not the opening theme, but it's the it theme of Heat Guy J in the soundtrack is the song you're talking about Tribe. Oh my god, Tribe. Holy shit, Tribe. Tribe Tribe should be played like to drown out any shitty music in any other anime. Like if some you know what it should be done? You've been, you folks out there, some of you had to have gone to an anime convention, you've been there when you walk by and some dork is dancing to some Japanese pop song, they're in some ridiculous fucking fashion and they're doing an awful dance and they look white as hell. There should, I should have like a power, some magic thing, I could just point to their boombox and their song, their doobie doobie is cut off and replaced with tribe, especially the way tribe begins, in that fucking funeral, that first note in tribe is like an alarm, it's letting you know, warning, badass shit's gonna hit you in the face, and the whole thing starts, and then it kicks in with the, they fucking, this like, trumpet on steroids, this like, it's a horn section that punches you in the face that's tribe that needs to kick in and just cut off shitty j-pop just wave your hands and tribe interrupts a j-pop song it's like it's like the visual it's like the audio representation of that scene in a music video but for a different song it, for those who don't know the greatest rock band ever lordy had a music video for a song hard rock hallelujah and in that music video, there's a bunch of cheerleaders practicing, and all of a sudden, this this door just explodes off the hinges, and Lordy busts in, and they're like, they they're have mo they're monster characters. Long story, they're awesome, and he waves his hands and kills all the cheerleaders. That's what try that's like the visual representation of tribe interrupting a J-pop song. Just say hey, cheerleaders, and all of a sudden so the door breaks down, bam, doing like. Big badass motherfucker comes at you, dead bitch.
4: (laughs) Suddenly, all the underage girls are flying through the air.
1: Exactly, it's 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 a magical, magical thing. And tribe is like tribe. I think the best way to describe that track is what badass sounds like. Not, it is not a badass song, although it is. But it is not just a badass song. That is not how you would describe tribe. There are certain songs and tracks that I think encapsulate, like if you were to take an abstract concept or emotion and convert them directly into audio form, they would be certain things. For instance, the concept of rock itself, what it is to rock, not rock music, not like, well, of course, rock music, but not like, it's not a rock song it is rock itself in song form would be Halloween's Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun does not just rock. It is what rock is in song form. BT's Every Other Way is what happens if you take the, the feeling of being in love and directly converted it into sound. It would be Every Other Way. The album version, because it goes up and down and it changes around and does crazy shit like the Emotion of Love, which is pretty, I'm dead certain that is what he was going for. And he did it because he's a musical genius, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's mastered sound. Um, Tribe is if you converted badass itself, the concept, the abstract concept of being badass, and converted it directly into sound. Not like, not a badass song, just the sound that is like badass in sound form an audio form. That is Tribe. Tribe should, should, uh, be playing when any big muscly motherfucker busts into a room. They should be accompanied with Tribe. Like, it's fucking pro wrestling when their theme song comes in when they bust, when they walk down the catwalk. It should be Tribe for every time, like, you're watching an action movie, like watching Die Hard, and John McClane busts in with guns gun, starts shooting motherfuckers, Tribe should kick on. That's what Tribe is. I'm gonna give, I gotta give a link to it in the fucking show notes. Yes, yeah. holy shit, Tribe. Tribe is the... It is... The anthem of badassery. Yeah. Another song worthy of note would also be Face, the opening. Which is sung by who? Why, none other than Hironobu Kagayama, the voice of Dragon Ball Z. All the songs from Dragon Ball Z that you know. And, of course, let's not forget Jam Project, which everyone knows him for now. But he, to me, to me will always be Chala... Ed Chala, and all the other songs and uh, vocal songs from Dragon Ball Z, Hironobu Kageyama sings the opening to Heat Guy J. Hironobu Kageyama singing a kick-ass rock song. A little English, but who gives a fuck? Because it's so awesome. It is one of the most badass, by the way, badass opening, ev- greatest anime openers ever. One of the greatest. Just the imagery they use, it starts out with this, like, like, manly, lo- like, quietish guitar as this bullets fall in front of the darkness, and the fucking guitars kick in, you see Jay in the rain, and then like the kind of, like, video effects to make it look like, like, uh, gritty old footage. And then they let this logo slowly comes in as that, the drums, and that jazz electric guitar comes in, and oh my god, this is what it is to be MAN! And that, and just the imagery, the sound is one of the greatest openers in anime history. No arguing that. Oh, I really like this run J-pop song, and the people, the characters are flying by and waving to the camera, and everything's very animated. Nope. Sorry, Charlie. That's the same shit every other anime does. This man shit. This style wrapped in man. That's what that opening is. It's style wrapped in man. Yeah, just hey boy looking for your soul oh my god that is like one of the most manliest shit to ever happen in an, a- in an anime opener and it spells it out the letters fly at you and while Jay like, about ready to punch you in the face he's got hey boy looking for your soul oh god and then the fucking dice in front of the target on the gun fuck you other anime openers that is Style and cool, wrapped in what it is to be man. He, Guy, motherfucking Jay, everything about that show is amazing. Amazing, and he got screwed by shitty marketing. Yeah, That's why, marketing. everybody go watch Heat Guy Jay. <laughs> he Guy Jay, I got a backlog, fuck your backlog. Fuck whatever you gotta watch. <laughs> I got a show coming on night, fuck your show. Heat Guy Jay's better. Trust me on this one, folks. Trust It's, it's
4: fucking great. Jay is my waifu.
1: Jay Jay's the most manliest motherfucker ever, and he ain't even human. He's an android, and he looks like fucking uh Sean a uh, shaved Sean Connery with the mutton chops of manly fury. And we bust in. Fucking bagpipe rock comes in. I like terminate your existence in the rain. And fucking smacking sh- the fucking howling steam coming off the as He punches something so hard the face caves in, and then the clouds part. Sunrays come in. Oh my! God, I think I just came. This is, What do you mean this is only the first episode? Holy shit. What do you mean this is the
2: worst episode of the show? You came because he he to too in
1: and you tell me this gets better? I need, I can't watch, I can't wear pants while I watch this show. It's too confining for my giant erection. I just lost three pairs of pants because my penis burst through like the mighty Thor just punching through. No pants can contain this erection. Ugh. Oh my god, I need a cheeseburger while I inject Coors Light directly into my brain. Coors Light, what am I saying? Budweiser directly into my brain. Jack Daniels into my eyes. I don't even drink. And I gotta do this shit, cause holy shit, he can is.
4: The other side. Bonus. <laughs>
1: that show is stupid in how awesome it is it you know what I mean it's a little like oh my god another awesome thing oh what do you mean you, oh okay the soundtrack was rocking now you're gonna tell me you're gonna have an ending theme that's fucking beautiful no you're not that's bullshit you can't do that oh what's that Hikari that sounds gay that's just Japanese for light that's like some stupid shit some webcomic come up oh my god oh my fucking god I'm gonna cry this song is so fucking pretty this song is so fucking pretty Oh my God, Hikari! That the second end credits theme for Heat Guy J is stupid pretty. That song, like like the rest of the show, makes me feel like a man. But then Hikari comes in and remembers, "Hey, real men have feelings and emotions. Men, real men can cry because they, cry. man, they don't cry like babies. It's that man tears. That's what that does. That's what Hikari is. It is man tears. It's like remind you." Like, you got face, you got tribe, that's man, that's like, that's that like testosterone. But then, Hikari comes in, it's like, hey, don't you forget, men are tender, you gotta be tender with your woman. <laughs> you gotta be, you, you listen to Hikari and then you go treat your woman right. And you remember when, you remember appreciate the beauty that surrounds you, you let that single tear fall from your face and no one's gonna judge you because that's a man tear right there.
4: Well, so, if, you, if you got a face, and tears seem like a natural progression.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. it comes, that's that's what it is. That's the emotion part. That's the feelings that a man has. That's Hikari face. That's the face of a man. That's the outward face. Ugh. Tribe. That is the badassery. That is being man. And then Hikari. That is the deep soul within a man. Because real men still feel. Real men have heart. Real men fight for their friends, and they fucking kick your ass if you're a douchebag. And then their woman. They will hold their woman tight and they will say, baby, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you, I'm gonna give you sweet fucking loving," because that's what a man does. and then he remembers to appreciate his woman. And then that's what Hikari is. that's the part of the man he appreciates his woman and then he all comes together in this musical tribute to man. But ladies, fear not for you can love Hikai J too. For it is jam-packed with great story and the sound, a soundtrack so well composed that even if you are not brimming with testosterone, you can still appreciate its majesty. Just as Hikari shows that a man can appreciate beauty, you too will appreciate the composition, the the artistry found in the Hikai J soundtrack. I guarantee you. If you listen to the Hikai J soundtrack and you're like, oh, I'm not really into this, you know what? Blow your brains out. You don't need to be on this earth. You're taking up space. You're lifeless, soulless, nothing. This is the real shit, my friend. The IJ soundtrack gets me pumped. I do. I do love the fact that I have a track called "Rock and Roll Hard," and, <laughs> and it's a soft acoustic guitar number. <laughs> like "Rock and Roll Hard," let's check this out. <laughs> rock, rock and Roll Hard, huh? They actually changed it in the American release of this. CD, he changed that title's name (laughs) to to Town Blues (laughs) This, this, this title lies we can't be lying to the people but I'm a little pissed at the soundtrack because they have never to this day released the entire soundtrack halfway through the series new tracks appear in the music and they sound cool including an awesome bluesy number that an entire episode is based around there is this awesome instrumental blues song that is the basis for an episode. The episode about the blues, uh, the blues musician, who's the son of this famous musician, but he does not want to live in his father's shadow, and he actually wants to kill his father because his father, like, left his mother and then went on to have a happy life, and then the son the father had in this happy life then becomes a famous musician. So he's going to kill the kid because he can't kill his father, so he wants to kill the kid. He wants to kill his half-brother. To because of what, what had happened in his life, and he goes to do and he's all conflicted and stuff, but then he goes to do it, but then he,
2: Oh, I ain't gonna spoil it. It's
1: real shit. It's real shit. It's good shit. It was good shit. Mm. And that song that he played, that awesome, bluesy guitar number, never released in the soundtrack. Never released. You can't get it. You can only enjoy it when the show's on. You can't fucking listen to it. No. And there's this cool tune that plays in this one later episode. I ain't gonna say why, but there's an evil J. Evil J is on a rampage and his cool track plays that was, that cool track was never released. What the fuck? Why can't I get my full Heat Guy J soundtrack? Why are you gonna be a bitch? Oh, it's not a big big show. It's not fucking oh, but we'll release every stupid little doot 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 synthesizer track from every fucking Slife of Life anime. Oh, I really gotta hear. doot Oh boy. Let's get down on my iPod. I'm jammed to that.
4: (laughs) This is my jam.
1: This is my jam right here. (laughs) Fuck you. Where's my Heat Guy J volume two? Shut the fuck up with your Slice of Life soundtracks. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up with your Moonspeak. All these songs sound the same. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Give me my Heat Guy J volume two. I hate you. I hate you pissing me off. I should have Heat Guy J Volume 2. But nope. Nope. It's not a big, really big show. Uh, really like, It's not based on a popular manga or anything. Uh, Didn't sell a lot of body
2: pillows. <laughs> it
1: too much. I mean, we gave you one sound CD and CDs for each of the opening and ending singles, so we're not gonna really fuck you. <laughs> See that's
2: where
4: the marketing fails. They could've totally made body pillows out of the female characters.
1: Give <laughs> me fucking fucking give me a body pillow of a fucking Italian lady I, I guess, yeah, saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously, go watch he guy JP Was awesome.
4: Hell, they could even sell Claire body pillows.
1: They would. And he'd have his shirt open. Of course. <laughs> Mr. Ducky. <laughs> Look at the pretty fireworks.
2: God, that's a good show! I'm
1: gonna watch it after we record this. I'm gonna watch an episode before I go to bed. I'm watch it. No, I can't do it because I'm gonna be able to go to bed. I oh. got some fireworks for you. They'll be arriving real soon. God, that show is stupid good. Oh my god. See, that's why I still watch anime. It. Oh, Moe, the cute school girl with the giant eyes! Of course, people in he guys giant nice, eyes, but, you know, more stylish about it.
4: Uh, Claire is pretty much what happens when Johnny Young Bosch has sex with your ear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is! That, that was pretty much the role that made him uh, viable for crazy people. That was his first psycho role. I'm pretty damn sure. That was the role that got him psycho parts. He, you know, uh, fucking... Yeah, that was, I mean, it was fucking great. Oh my god. Oh my fucking. That is like, you know, I don't care. Oh, my favorite Johnny Young Bosch role was this young hero, cause he's dreaming. No. You wanna hear Johnny Young Bosch tear it the fuck up? He got Jay. Clearly and Ellie. Oh my god.
4: Yeah, he makes a stock market epic.
1: Oh my god. It, that's how awesome this show is, people! And guess what song is playing during the epic stock market scene? Hmm. Hmm. Was it actually was it tribe? I'm pretty sure it was tribe. (laughs) I can be setting this up and it wasn't tribe. Pretty damn sure it was tribe.
4: And here I thought it was Chala Chala. Hachala.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was tribe. Wait, was it tribe? Yeah, it was tribe. Because the whole ancient part was playing and showing like stocks going down and the traders freaking out. Heat Guy J is so awesome, it makes the stock exchange amazing. That's how great this show is. It makes day trading exciting. It's not like Spice and Wolf where it made, and I love Spice and Wolf, don't know, I'm not hating on Spice and Wolf, but it's not like Spice and Wolf where it made, uh, currency exchange or, you know, uh, uh, exchange rates interesting. did make it interesting, it made the stock market awesome. Dude, if fucking, like, some business network was this awesome, I'd be watching the stock reports all the fucking time. That's like that mad money guy if he weren't a fucking tool. (laughs) That's this, oh my, that's how good this show is. People! People! Go watch Heat Guy J. oh my god. I love that show. So anyway... We gotta move away from Heat Guy J, unfortunately.
2: Yeah.
1: We gotta talk about it. That was a good place to end the good shit, because oh my god, that was good shit. And there's other good shit we can talk about.
4: Yeah, after all, since we were talking about JoJo and Heat Guy J in the same podcast, this is already the manliest podcast in the history of the other side.
1: But a few honorable mentions, a few little individual tracks, um, Howling, the first opening from Darker and Black badass as fuck is by Aventine Boys School who I will contend the best uh, rock band of Japan I've ever heard they're excellent um, Howling is bad and uh, uh, oddly enough when Howling was the opening that's when uh, Darker Than Black was interesting and good and then once they got rid of Howling that's also when the show story wise got stupid as balls it was really cool and interesting and I was on board and with it when Howling was the opening Not because Howling was the opening, but it just it's so perfect how they coincided. Because as soon as they got rid of Howling, here comes the girl who is a blatant fucking rip-off design-wise of C2 from Code Geass, who personality-wise is a blatant fucking rip-off of Magneto from X-Men. And with the dumbest little cast of evil henchmen, is like, these are the villains? What the fuck? What is going on in the show? And it just gets dumber from there. But until that point, when Howling... See to the show. <clears throat> oh my God! Howling, howling. That, that you know it's gonna be awesome just by that little English language uh, voice clip that just introduces it. And it's not English. Um, the lyrics are a little cryptic. The words are a little crypt- cryptic, but it's still awesome as shit. Like, okay, this is gonna be cool. I don't fucking know what y'all are doing, but this is gonna kick my ass, I think. And it does kick your ass hard. Um, another little mention is the Gungrave opening, a smooth, manly motherfucking opening that is just like that, it is just like a song to smoke a cigarette to and just be cooler than everybody else. It's like when you listen to the opening theme to Gungrave, you pretty much, you gotta sit, you gotta wear shades, you smoke a cigarette, you blow it up in the air, and you just kind of look at somebody. They don't know what you're thinking. You might not even be thinking anything. You might be thinking of farts. They don't know that. That, as far as they know, you're thinking of something profound. You've seen the world. You know things. They don't. They don't know shit, but you know something. And that's the vibe you give when you listen to that theme song. And it gets, like, bizarre halfway through, but in a cool way, because it's dark. Oh, I could go on all day about good music. I could. Go I could, I could. You just give me an hour. I was going on about good music. Anime alone. Right. Y- y'all always hear me say, music is my first love. Music is my thing. You've just heard firsthand. I why and if anybody ever complains, all we do is bitch. You just heard how long did we go on? Like an hour about that yeah. of me flipping my shit over great things. So I don't ever want to hear that shit again. But we gotta move away from the good shit. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, one last thing. Matter sky from Code Geass.
1: What song was that?
4: That was the you know, the the epic type thing like duh, 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 that kind of shit.
1: Yeah, Kogiass has some shitty openings and closing though. It was just generic. J-pop. Yeah, pretty much. It's like I love the Kogiass opening. Oh, do do you do you do you own a lot of uncomfortable merchandise too? Yeah.
4: But oh well, we need to talk about shitty things now and rage about them because otherwise, if we don't get our daily dose of rage every day, we die. So,
1: yeah. Should- my point about the gios of perfectly into our next little thing about music, because you see, most anime is preceded and ended by generic-ass J-pop, and the only way you can enjoy this music is if you were some kind of giant anime nerd that needs their music to be anime, too. Because this is just... I actually don't know what's worse. Our pop or J-pop? That's an interesting conundrum.
4: Well, I heard K-pop was the worst.
1: Yeah, that's right, I forgot about K-pop. But excluding K-pop, because K-pop is like like, uh... Is J-pop too intelligent for you? <laughs> J- does J-pop go over your head?
4: Yeah, and is it too somber and downplayed for you? Does it make too much sense for
1: you? <laughs> Fucking, uh... K-pop is like, uh... K-pop is to J-pop, what Friedberg and Seltzer Mo- or what Family Guy is to Robot Chicken. Yeah. Would you like some crazy slut screeching at you? K-pop is like... K-pop can basically surmise with uh, someone telling and putting it at a high (laughs) pitch.
4: It's basically if someone took the quality of North Korea's government and converted it into musical form.
1: It's like what we were talking about earlier. That's that's K-pop. That's K-pop in a nutshell. It is the dumbest... Like, most brain-dead, high-pitched, it is a moron squeaking. That is the genre of K-pop in a nutshell. It is one of those few, I am very open about music. I've often said, no genre of music is inherently bad. You can only do it wrong. But some- dubstep. No, even dubstep, because there are two kinds of dubstep. That was a joke. American dub. well, I'm going to educate people. I'm going to use you to educate people. Because you got me on a music tangent, you can't stop me now. There are two kinds of dubstep, people, you might not know about. There's American dubstep or bro-step, and European dubstep or dubstep. Dubstep, I can take. It's not my thing. Uh, it's basically if you take regular electronica and use really, I guess you could say offensive, in-your-face instrumentation. I think a good example is uh, the track, I Can't, Flux Pavilion is a good example. I actually enjoy Flux Pavilion. I'm not really into them, but I'll I'll jam to a Flux Pavilion track or two. Like they have a track I can't stop, and I think that's a good, uh, in, like a summation of European or original dubstep. There's a beat, a clear melody, and it's catchy, but the instrumentation is really kind of obnoxious. Like that's the one thing that stopped me from really liking dubstep: obnoxious instrumentation. It's like I can't stop. Like it's a good beat, but they're using this weird thing as the instrument. It's like I enjoy this, but I would r- really wish they would have went with a different uh, instrument, little tune, little sound for the beat. But you know, overall it's good. But it's just it could be better if they just didn't go with that brrrr sound. Flux Pavilion actually has a few good tracks. I recommend them. And then you have Bro Step, American Dubstep, which is basically uh, they didn't get the memo that you're supposed to still do music. Hey, you like electronic music, but you think it doesn't have enough noise in it? Here you go! No, it's not that, it's you like- I like electronic music, but I like a little more electronic, a little less music. How about you just bang your head on a soundboard for about four minutes? (laughs) And of course, idiot nerds love this shit. They
4: probably didn't get the memo that music isn't really
1: supposed to be dissonant. Yeah, they just like it because it's electronic and it's not mainstream. But they, of course, those kind of people create their own little hilarious hypocrisy. They've created a mainstream of their own. Uh, anyone who likes Skrillex, just never listen to that person's taste in music. Hey, you should check out Skrillex. Well, I know never to listen to you. Uh, Skrillex uh, is a plague on music. He is one of the worst musicians Ever. I am counting every genre of music in that qualifier. He is worse than simple plan. Do you know how bad you have to be to be worse than simple plan? Real fucking bad. So if if everybody who likes Skrillex just don't talk anymore about music, uh, don't play your music when any other human being is in earshot. You're wrong, you're awful, and you're spreading awful <laughs> Are You around me or my fellow human beings. So if you listen to Skrillex, you're wrong. It's just wrong. There's no, well, it's my opinion. I really like it. And Nope. Nope. Sorry. You're wrong. This is how it is. You're wrong. Skrillex, it's not even really music. It's just he hates you and he's putting it in a sound form.
4: So to continue the theme from earlier, basically his music is like AIDS in musical form.
1: Exactly. Uh, so yeah, if you like Skrillex or American Dubstep, you're just wrong and don't talk. Don't even, don't chime in the comments. Oh, I like it. No, you, your opinion is invalidated by your very tastes. Yeah. Just don't come near us. You have musical aids. Exactly. I don't want to catch it. Um, <laughs> one oh, off on tangent.
4: Yeah, speaking of musical aids.
1: Um, but dude, that was one hell of a tangent. But going way back, rewind. Um, what you have with, uh, J, like I said, I don't know which words, J-pop or R-pop, because See, J-pop tends to have more melody and instrumentation and art, but I can't tell which is dumber, R-pop or J-pop. Like, they, like, it's just, they're dumb in their own unique ways. Like, there's less ego in J-pop, but it's more horrible to listen to because it's a squeak toy in your ear. (laughs) But hey, if you're one of these anime obsessed nerds that, again, like I said, needs their music to be anime too, because that's why they let's face it, that's why they listen to this shit. That's exactly why they listen to this shit. They can't get away from anime. They got to connect with anime more, so they got to have anime music too. They got to have music that r- makes them feel anime. That's what it is. This isn't artistic merit here. There's no artistic merit with these J-pop songs. They're frighteningly similar. You can't tell half of these singers apart. They're, but granted. Going back to my original point that I went on a tangent from, there is no inherently bad music. However, depending on what genre of music you're going for, the odds are stacked against you. For instance, I contend that rock music is the best genre of music. Why? Because I'm white? No, but it's easy to say that. Because I'm a 20-something white boy. Rock music is the only genre of music where you can coast and make a good song. All you have to do is do the bare minimum of a rock song and you can make something enjoyable. You cannot do that with any other genre. If you coast in any other genre, it will sound like shit. You have to put some artistic something in there. Now, the other genres that are all... Echelon have so much potential for greatness. That's why they would be up there like hip-hop, electronica, you know, that kind of stuff. It's because of everything you can do with it and all the amazing artistry that people have done with it and the amazing musicians in those genres there in the upper echelon. But I, I would contend rock is at the top, because it is the only genre where you can coast. I mean, listen, to like 70s hair metal, it's not the greatest, but it's fun, it's enjoyable. And you can't say that about any other genre, you can't coast in any- it. So that's, that's my thesis there. And the reason I brought that up, because I'm going from best to worst on the other side of the spectrum, there are some genres that are so bad, that it is an uphill climb to make good music with them. Because the each genre of music has like its formula, it's what you gotta do to be in that genre basically. And sometimes the formula is a bad one. You can make good music with a bad formula, but it's harder than like like I said, rock is so fucking easy to do right. Like you could do a rock version, of, take any video game music and just do a rock version of it. It's gonna be awesome. Every single video game music, all you gotta do is just do a rock version of it. It's I think that's why overclock remix tends to be snobby about that shit. Like, they won't give rock remixes full credit because they're artistic horrible people. And, like, it's too easy. And it is easy because rock's the best genre. In it. But, like, J-pop is one of the worst because it's, by its base makeup, it is so obnoxious. You've got the high-pitched singing that, because a lot of Japanese women are high-pitched. It's so fucking bubblegum. Uh, it's, it's catchy, but in that, like, annoying way. Like, like, for those of, Max, have you seen the movie Office Space? No. Oh, you should. It's a excellent Mike Judge movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um Mike Judge, the man that brought you idiocracy. So, right there, you know. Uh, Office Space, there was one, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen Office Space. And for those who have seen Office Space, you remember this. Corporate accounts payable, Mina speaking. Just a moment. Corporate accounts payable, Mina speaking. Just a moment! You remember that? That gets stuck in your head, that horrible, 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 repetitive, squeaky bitch. And that was the, that was the idea. It was to show how awful it is to work in an office. And that bitch, that repetitive, robotic bitch, that's J-pop. Corporate accounts payable, meaning speaking, just a moment, that's J-pop. So, it's, it's this bubblegum, infectious in a bad way shit. I could, I could dissect J-pop much more in depth, but we don't have a lot of time where it's is going on so long as it is. But so making good J-pop is hard, not impossible. It's been done. Like, like I've said before, in my bonus round review, I did a ride back. Uh The ending song for Ride Back drives me crazy because it is so good. I want to I wanna roll around the floor and just hug myself. It's so good. Oh my God! The ending song, the, the credit song, the ride back is so fucking good, and it's J-pop. And it is so, it is smooth, it is mature. It sounds like it was sung by an adult. It's got that great beat, that great percussion, great melody. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that song.
1: And I, and I actually have the full album that song's from because that was never released as a single by itself. So I just got the album that it's on, and I just. Sampled a couple other tracks. She's a good singer. I can't remember her name is, and I feel bad. Look it up, people. Look up who she is. Looking it up will help you remember better. Uh, but Yeah, it was good. Other stuff I heard, it was good shit. So, she's a good J-pop artist. and So, it's, it's possible. It's just rare. It's, like, K-pop is worse. That's what I said. That is just, because K-pop, in and of itself, is mindless J-pop. It's kind of like, Korean manga, it's just copycat manga, but it's it's style over substance way too far. It's like they don't even get proportions right half the time. They're just so busy making everything stylish looking. It's how you can tell something's Korean. Well, she has no skeletal structure, but that sure is a lot of line work. Must be Korean. Same thing here. (laughs) So that's why I say K-pop is probably one of the hands-down, objectively, the worst genres of music because it is... By formula definition, it is derivative, brainless, Um, nothing is, like, anything you could say good about it if you were being charitable and an idiot is just derived from J-pop. It is, it is just a, a, it is a, I love this because this is true, it is a poor imitation of a bad music genre. It is, it is a poor imitation of a poor genre.
4: They don't exactly have a lot of anti-war protest songs or anything along that line.
1: It doesn't even have to be an anti-war protest song, just something with some artistic merit.
4: Substance or lyrics that are meaningful or
1: anything. It does to be meaningful, just not brain-dead. That's all I ask. I mean, there is two, there's two kinds of uh, brain li- There's brainless and brain-dead. Brainless is like the 70s hair metal. These guys were not trying to make Shakespeare here. This, this, these, this—they were not trying to make the next fucking Epicloud over here.
4: Yeah, but yeah, but that's what I mean. At least you can comprehend in the lyrics a the theme that we- they were going for. Like you, at least understand what they're singing about.
1: Yeah, and it's not just a language thing. It's like, ag- again, and, and correct myself as I'm an idiot. Epicloud would not come out for decades later. But I'm judging everything as if it all came out at once because I'm goofy. Um, but the idea was they were just partying and having fun, and that was the idea the music was supposed to be. They were trying to have fun, making music that was fun to listen to, and I have way more respect for that than I do, like, preachy U2 shit. Though I don't really hate U2, they make me roll my eyes sometimes. Um, like that kind of hair metal thing, way more than I do U2, because there's no pretension there. It is, hey, not only are going to have fun, but you're going to have fun with us. That's that's why Lordy is, like, the greatest rock band ever because they have taken that and they've created a perfect formula for that and then rocketed it to the moon, where their songs are all badass. They have amazing melodies. Uh, they are intricately designed to be both catchy and excellent. Um, now, it's like something you want to get stuck in your head. Yay, this is in my head, instead of call me maybe. <laughs> so this, like, it's a, they've got the formula down, and they're just having fun, and they impart so much fun into you that it like kills your pretension. Even if there's a part you like, well, it's not high art, and I'm really looking for something that's gonna make me feel, and then a Lordy song plays, and then you're just like,
2: fuck feelings! Oh my god, this is good! I'm having too much fun! I love it. Yeah,
1: kind
4: of. All hail to our new robot overlords! <laughs>
1: like this, that's that's brainless. Although I wouldn't call Lordy brainless because they can be very clever, very tongue in cheek. They're basically the evil dead of music. It's uh, tongue in cheek. Horror lyrics. Uh, dark. It's it's quote-unquote dark. Um, I love a song about necrophilia, but it's like very tongue-in-cheek. Um, it's Evil Dead in music form. Uh,
4: more like Army of Darkness, actually.
1: But whereas Brain Dead could even be coming from a brainless approach, but you get the feeling the singer is a moron. Like if you listen to a lot of pop, Katy Perry, for instance... Um, Firework is brain-dead. Firework is an idiot trying to be inspirational. This is a moron trying to make an anthem for ugly girls. That's Firework.
4: (laughs) But Todd in the Shadows said it was great.
1: The Shadows is good for making fun of songs, not recommending them. Well, we
4: noticed that when he recommended California Girls.
1: (laughs) Or his goofy love affair with Adele. Yeah. Why does everyone like her again? Because she sounds older than most pop singers. That's it. For God's sake, she does an album about a breakup. She's not not is that pathetic and annoying. I could go on all day about that. But wasn't, weren't we making fun of Alanis Morissette for doing the same damn thing?
2: She's yeah, like,
4: or that other bitch. Uh, the one who recently did Stronger.
1: They multiple, gr- multiple girl pop artists have done a song called Stronger.
4: Yeah, the one that doesn't kill you, make you stronger. That one.
1: I don't know. I, I, I avoid shit like that, but I know the song I think of it. I can't remember her name. And of course, Taylor Swift. Normally we make fun of that, but Adele, she had uh, feelings because she did Someone Like You and she sounds older and did the piano, even though the music behind her singing doesn't match the melody she's singing. It just sounds like someone cued in the wrong the wrong uh, background music track behind her singing, and they just like, oh, fuck it, YOLO, just put it on there.
4: Kelly Clarkson, that was her name, Kelly Clarkson. She did, like, two breakup albums, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. The,
4: the so, first one had the main hit,
1: Since You've Been Gone, which was Ass. Oh, my God, fuck you for putting that back into my life. Everybody who bought Kelly Clarkson albums, go outside and just end it all. Just put a shot just put a shotgun in your mouth, a bold recherch. Yeah, I'm
4: I'm I'm gonna send Todd a shotgun. Because <laughs> fuck him for remember for reminding me of that song and then telling me it is
1: good. <laughs> yeah, Todd in the shadows, like I said, he's entertaining, he is good for making fun of music, just not recommending it. Yeah, just like Brad Jones. One of mm. his movies. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's very apt. Um but, tangents, but I don't care. I love, I, I, I never get to talk about music on this show.
2: I'm going to do- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: take- but we were about
4: to talk about shitty music in anime.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, so do you want to start off with a specific track?
1: I actually want to talk about something in general because I kind of want to generalize the bad music part before we get to a couple examples. Cool. Because bad, most bad music in anime has the same problem. But then there are a couple especially egregious examples, which we'll get to, but I just want to get to the general thing first. And one of the things is the J-pop. Every other one of these motherfucking opening things sounds the same to the point you could parry it easily. Um, you have fucking – it's some J-pop song, usually about either my feelings for you or we will never give up, stand together, shit. Um, the opening will be like sweeping pictures of characters will smile to the camera. Hey, I noticed you like fucking old Saturday Night Live opening where they hey, I just noticed you, camera guy, how's it going? Yeah. Or, or just staring wistfully into the distance as the wind blows through their hair. Guy, they look very serious. Their arms at the side. If they're a girl, they're doing that praying thing. What the fuck is up with that anime? The praying thing every girl does. Yeah, I I, I thought Japan wasn't
4: But the country was the most atheist.
1: Yeah, why the fuck are all your women praying all the time? Stop it, I'm tired of seeing that.
4: Yeah, Maybe they're praying for better music.
1: Well, it's like, it's like, every hack anime does that, that the praying woman thing. And it'll be some J-pop song, some squeaky ass song where the singer sounds the same as every other fucking J-pop singer. They all sound the fucking same, and it'll, the song will have the fuck sound the fucking same to the point, I'm pretty sure they all have the same chord progression.
4: Code Gears actually had a scene where CC was praying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she was actually praying. Yeah. That's inexplicable. Why are your hands doing that thing? It's I, I want that to happen in anime once, and it'll probably happen in a Nabashin anime. Why are you doing that with your hands?
4: That would be amazing.
1: Like Nabashin, I love you more than I already do. I wanna have I want your, I want have your afros babies.
4: <laughs> Nabashin is all waiful. <laughs>
1: Uh but yeah, it's like all the same shit. Every other anime begins and ends with this shit. God help you, if there's a lowly in the show, oh that J Pop's gonna get bad. <laughs> if there's a lowly in the show, the J Pop is gonna sound like she sung it.
4: Could be worse, you could have a love song based around her.
1: <laughs> like uh there that that show, uh, Sacred Blacksmith. I saw it on the Funimation channel back when I had it. Fuck you, Verizon. <laughs> Uh They had that And they had a lowly character in there And the end credits sequence Revolved around her So of course the song was I wanna do my best Here's footage of me Skipping or some shit And I just stared With contempt at my screen Riveting Like fucking Max Weinberg staring With contempt at Conan Just that look of just I hate you silently I just fucking hate you. I hate, like, Sacred Blacksmith was a stupid-ass ship, but I think it was excellently personified in its music. It was, like, the most forgettable synthesized shit, and then right at the end, <laughs> this song brought to you by Cupid Cartman.
2: <laughs> I
1: want you to die in a fire. But, uh... Yeah, it's J-pop ever... And I, I I contend, my belief is that the vast majority... There probably weren't two people that Jimmy like J-pop for whatever reason. Aside from the couple good artists. Um... But I contend that the vast majority of the Vast majority... Like, where's Waldo shit for the... For that exception? The vast majority listen to J-pop because they want anime music. They are so engrossed and in and obsessed with anime, they gotta listen to anime music. They've probably got anime posters and merchandise all over the fucking place, and their music has to be anime. I mean, they can't like li- they can't pop in their iPods without some anime in their life. This is like all st- autistic shit. They need that anime in their life. So when they listen to music, anime gotta have the anime in my life when I'm listening to music. So I listen to anime music. What's anime music? J-pop. Even J-pop is not in an anime. It's still. Anime music. It's just like in the back of the head. It's like you know, you know, you might not have noticed, but your brain did. Yeah, Japanese anime. Yeah, it's it's that thing. Like this sounds like the music that's in my Japanese animes, so I gotta listen to it. Just like in one of my Japanese animes. See a lot of people listening to J-pop that aren't big anime fans, or that are only casual anime fans. You know, I watch a couple animes, but let me tell you, I got uh, all the K. One two three four five six seven eight nine uh, songs, whatever the fuck they're called. I got all the Japanese idols right in my thing here. I mean, I'm not really big in anime, but I love when Japanese idols belt out a tune. No, that doesn't happen. So that's my theory, because it, it is a very poorly set up genre of music. It is basically, it is vapid pop, but it is that happy vapid? Like like smiling, like like a girl that smiles is. Big-ass, open mouth grin and kind of waves her head back and forth and just kind of looks out. You don't really know what she's looking at. She might not even be looking at anything, but she's just happy to be there. And there's probably nothing going on upstairs. This is a hamster in a wheel, and the hamster's getting tired. But she's happy. It's hard. Like, you can't hate her, but you don't want to know her. That's J-pop as a person. It's like happy but stupid as balls with no value, no nothing. It's just stupid and happy and pointless. Um, so that's that, I guess. <laughs> Unless you have a point to it, which doesn't sound like you because you're quiet as shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not really though. No. I'm not exactly the uh I'm a music fan of obviously, but I'm not exactly the hardcore analyst expert. I'm I'm not very good when it comes to music and making an analysis.
1: Womp womp, the way you pronounce it. Um accents people. Uh
4: No, that was intentional.
1: <laughs> uh you got me. <laughs> But the other problem a lot of anime soundtracks have is that it'll be boring ass synthesizers, especially if it's a slice of life series. Ugh. Uh it's pretty much just like, uh <laughs> let's get my fucking seven year old cousin John to just strum a tune on his cast keyboard. <laughs>
4: yeah, and then bang his head against it a few times.
1: That's that's what that's one of our two specific ones. And we're like Woo, it's jam. That is my shit.
2: That's not I
4: can f- fucking rock till that. Finally the show is getting
2: hardcore, man. Yeah.
1: Fuck tribe. Play that track from canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my jam. Gets you pumped, motherfucker. Oh, canon's a bad example. Canon has, it's not great, but it's like piano. They're trying for something, at least. Um, actually canon has a couple decent piano tracks. Like, if you forget that it's from Canon, you can enjoy it. <laughs> that's one of those things, like, you're, it's actually, the source is hampering the music, because, oh, that's a pretty nice piano melody. What's that from, Canon? Fuck. <laughs> I was going to listen to that, maybe chill out to that, you know. That was that sounds like some good chill-out music. I can't now. I keep thinking of Ugu Girl. Fuck. It <laughs> yeah, does have some pretty, a, a couple decent piano tracks. Yeah, if
4: I want piano, I'll listen to and Tons.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not saying go out and check it out, but I'm saying... Like, I've heard tracks from Canon, it's like, oh, it's not bad. This, it, 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 I feel bad for it, you know? Oh, this is actually some well-made piano, it's a shame it's in Canon. It deserves better than this. Um, but, you, you got some, a lot of these, are like, and I guess that's... Functional, but it doesn't really show that you put effort into it, you know? Hmm, that reminds me of that one slice of life show. Where did I hear this sound before? Oh, well, you heard a worse sound, if you're thinking of what I'm thinking of, and that is, goddamn motherfucking lucky star. With one of the worst openings in anime history. The- and, uh, for- <laughs> shut
2: up!
1: Shut up, just shut up! Um,
4: i I guess this is now child molestation in music form
1: <laughs> way and just right how bad it is like seriously if if you like that song uh get cancer
2: <laughs> I,
1: I, I hate that song so much I hate you if you like it all those people dancing to it at conventions I just uh just brain cancer just get some of that just 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 unleash the brain cancer. Here's a tumor. Here's a tumor right... Get get that tumor right in there. Yeah, and
4: and get some necrotizing fasciitis on your balls, please.
1: (laughs) People Wikipedia right now, what the fuck's he talking about?
2: Don't look that up.
1: (laughs) It's gross. Um, But yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That song is bad. That song... How does one even enjoy that? How far gone do you have to be into nerddom where that's appealing to you? Like their harmony hurts. They could just hit one note, but the harmony those four awful voices hit hurts. Like my Oh Lord. Uh, oh god damn. Mm.
4: I think this is what they're playing at Guantanamo Bay.
1: Yeah, dude dude, we should do that. That should be a thing. America should be getting on that. Hey, you're talk you tell me where fucking t- t- number two uh Zawahiri. Where's Zawahiri? Cause we got Bin Laden, he's next. Where is he? I am not telling you, you American swine. Whatever. I, I am, a, I am a moron. I should get AIDS. Oh yeah, you going to tell me where Zawahiri is? You fucking piece of shit. I said, unleash the beast. What beast are you talking about? Your government will never allow you to lay a hand on me. Oh, I, don't have to lay a hand on you. Unleash the fucking beast. And he just brings in a fucking one of those things you mount your iPod into, little speakers. And he just pops an iPod right in there, and like everybody's like, like they've got like noise-canceling headphones on. And like the guy's like reaching for it, like it's gonna bite when he presses the button, so he's like really careful and jumpy by pressing it, hurries up, then he hurries up and presses it and runs out of the room and they just leave the terrorist in there with the sign. <laughs> like,
2: what is, what is this?
1: What is this? And he's like freaking out he's banging on like the, the, the one-way glass the two-way mirror, whatever the hell you call it, he just banging,
2: let me out,
1: please, please, he's, he's like up against, his hands are sliding down, as he's slowly falling to the floor, sobbing, and they just let that loop for a while, and just let him sit in there with that, for like an hour of that song on repeat, and then they come back, ready to talk, I will tell you anything, just do not play that song again, America, fuck yeah, exactly, we will end Al-Qaeda tonight, <laughs> Why don't they do that? Cause they don't know the song is out there. We need to- Someone needs to get the word to the guys that work in Guantanamo Bay, it's like, hey, I got a new interrogation method for you. Alright? Forget playing Red Hot Chili Peppers in the Next Room, that's good music, you don't need to be doing that. No, play this shit. You will get all the information. You will break them like that. It is- Just do it. That song is awful. Like I said, even the harmonies alone, it-
2: WHY?! Oh crap.
1: Ugh, I feel like I feel like my sinuses are clearing up, but not in a good way. Ugh, like I just inhaled an awful stench that is just is like dissolving everything, like acid that's in my nose. The like too much air is getting in there. The cold is stinging. Ugh. Ugh. It's like ugh. it's like I'm trying to throw up, but all but my everything in my stomach just evaporated out of hate.
4: It's like anti-coke. <laughs>
1: ugh. Oh, oh my God! I it's, that song is pure evil. I think that song's pure evil. Like that is what Satan, like, barfs out of his mouth. Like that, if Satan does not roar when he opens his horrifying maw. The blasphemous tone that he belches forth, echoing through the endless chasm of Cocytus, is Bye Bye, bye And all the frozen, damned, just grimace in agony, for they cannot plug their ears, they cannot escape. They're bound to listen to the horror for all eternity.
4: Okay, now you're just insulting Satan.
1: (laughs) Man, you made me feel bad for Satan, i comparing him to this song, associating him with it. This song's fucking awful. And then the music in the show is pretty much just... This is the laziest shit I've ever heard in my life.
4: <laughs> it's like someone took the soundtrack to indie games and put it into an anime.
1: Pretty much, this guy with one finger just poking a synthesizer keyboard, just bing 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 bing. It's like when a ki- little kid doesn't know how to play piano is put in front of a synthesizer and he just starts hitting keys. <laughs> That's the music of Lucky Star. They just kind of maybe rearranged it to make something that's technically a melody, Uh, but only technically.
4: Could, yeah, like, squint sideways at it.
2: That's more...
1: You know what? That's giving it too much credit. There's not even that much of a beat to these songs. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, nothing is entertaining me. You're having awful banal discussions. I hate you as characters, and you're fucking... The music playing is just like some kid... Trying out his synthesizer for the first time. Yeah, and your lollies. Who gave the thalidomide baby a keytar? (laughs) That's what it sounds like. But Lucky Star cannot compare. Yeah. Worst thing Japan has ever unleashed. The worst abomination. H.P. Lovecraft could not describe a horror like this. The worst abomination ever unleashed upon our ears speak, of course, of oh, the panty-and-stocking soundtrack. Oh, my God. Ah! It's bad enough the show is, like, literally unwatchably bad. Like, it's so difficult to watch. The music hates you. I'm pretty... The, the soundtrack is, like, what someone who hates uh, electronica thinks techno sounds like. Like, someone that hates techno making techno.
4: Yeah, re- really repetitive, annoying shit.
1: Like, there's this one theme that is played in pretty much every episode... And it's called Get Ready for This. It's so hilarious. Are you bracing yourself? Beverly Hills Cock.
2: <laughs>
1: for those who remember the uh, past episode of the show, the second episode, I played a clip of this. For those who don't remember, it's
2: <laughs>
1: over and over and over with the most irritating. Like you thought dubstep could irritate you? No, fuck that. This shit. I can't sit through. I can't sit through the soundtrack in its entirety. I can't sit through an entire track from the soundtrack. I I literally can't do it. I can't sit, and it's like only like three. Some of them are only three minutes. I can't do it. It's like oh, done. Like some of them trick you too. Like like course, its theme sounds like it's gonna be cool until you realize, oh, this song isn't going anywhere. This is the same shit looped. You just put lyrics over top of a loop. See, I thought that was the build up. I didn't know that was the whole fucking thing. Are you ever going to stop this loop? Stop this loop. Change into something else. Stop looping. Stop it.
4: But no, it doesn't happen.
1: Nope, it's a loop. It's a loop with lyrics. But the other thing and I noticed, a lot of geeks will eat up any song in a soundtrack if it has vocals. I noticed this. Put vocals on a song, they love it. And look at the Persona 4 soundtrack. I heard this soundtrack was amazing. Not Persona 4 Arena. I'm not talking about Persona 4 Arena, I'm talking about Persona 4 proper. I heard how amazing the soundtrack was. This is the most banal shit. Oh, it's got jazz. Ooh, big fucking deal. It's like, cookie cutter, color by numbers jazz. I'm supposed to be impressed that it's jazz. J-JRPGs usually don't have jazz. Apparently this is why. I mean, I've heard good jazz in video games. This is the Hotel Dusk soundtrack. Listen to the night and day shit. No, it's got jazz. Oh, but the-the fucking-this song has words. It's like, J-pop doesn't even care. The battle music is like, doing music, yay! boop boop a day, music! Fuck you, shut up. Fucking banal shit. Like, you can't even do... Like, J-pop is usually brainless as it is. You gotta just care even less than normal. like, vocals are one of those things that if it's a music, geeks... If it's a song, a track, and a soundtrack, geeks, you could eat it up. It's automatically the best theme in the game because it's got vocals. Yay, yeah, singing! It's we're legit. Our, our soundtrack lust is legitimized because that's like a real song. <laughs> no, sorry, it didn't work that way. well, uh,
4: yeah, I like New World Fool from that the most. But eh,
1: it's it's, it's poo There there are some things that if you put into a soundtrack, the geeks will eat it up, and you'll see like YouTube comments. This is the best track. Like electric guitars. It's like, it has words. It's vocals, electric guitars, and to a lesser extent, Latin, Latin chanting. It's got those things. It's the best track and soundtrack. I love it. It's on my iPod. Ooh, One Winged Angel. Ooh. One Winged Angel's good.
4: Yeah, but, but still. Like, uh, all masturbating over it like it's the greatest thing in all of the universe.
1: And then, and then you get the people that, like, will think it's like, it's the next One Winged Angel because it's got flat enchanting. One Winged Angel's not even the best Final Fantasy Final Boss theme. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I don't care. I know it's not dancing mad, either. Some movements! our generic-ass fucking pipe organ. This is the best game in Final Fantasy ever. I love when you play pipe organ. That was the best part. When you play pipe organ, ah, uh, for eight minutes.
4: <laughs> Goes on quite a long time, yeah.
1: It's pipe organ for eight minutes. And then it gets interesting. It's not even, it's, it's just decent. It's a cool tune. There's a reason that all that shit was cut out when Dancing Mad was in Dissidia. They just cut right to the good part. Oh, but it's got pipe organ. That has feelings and emotions, and it's epic. Pipe organs are not inherently epic, you fucking dorks. Yeah, God
4: in the Fire was more epic.
1: God in Fire, there you go. There, that is the best Final Fantasy fucking uh, b- Final Boss music, and not because it has lyrics. Cause it's awesome.
4: It would also work really great as a theme song for Chaos and Warhammer.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it's just, it's just great. It's just a great tune. I could dissect why it's great, but I'm not going to, because we're going on enough tangent. But the, the idea is, if you throw vocals on something, it's automatically great in the eyes of nerds who don't know music. They just know anime music. Yay! It's from a soundtrack of a thing I like. I like this, and it le- makes it feel like it's legitimizing it because it's got vocals, which makes it a real song. Hey. that's like words and sounds. Yeah, whoa so, sorry it doesn't legitimize it. it go listen to some real fucking music um by real fucking artists i should say it's not like this isn't real music it's just you need to stop listening to anime soundtracks and go listen to some fucking actual fucking artists but i digress yeah uh, of course it's themes a great example it's I can't even remember how it goes as my,
4: my it, I think like... Like, <laughs> like that.
1: It was, uh, it, it was more staccato. Not staccato, but the, the beats were separated more. I can't remember how it went, and I'm glad. My brain is successfully blocked out, but I'll just make up a melody to <laughs> to illustrate my point. saying... Which sounds like a build-up, and then some... Uh, other beats come in but it's still repeating as its main primary instrument ba 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 and then the lyrics come in where it's just this repeating over and over again ba 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 the lyrics don't change up from this way of doing them ba 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 lyrics keep doing this melody. Bah, 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 bah. This is how the whole fucking song goes. Bah, 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 bah. That's the whole song. No chorus, no build-up, no nothing. That's the song. Good going. Yeah, that song's banging. That song sure is awesome. Man, this is my jam. Bullshit. Um, but of course, his theme is far from the worst track. Beverly Hills Cock, I would say, is the worst track. But there are so many. Like there is one song that just there's one track of that soundtrack that sounds like a porn soundtrack got drunk. <laughs> a stereotypical porn soundtrack and somehow got music drunk. And...
2: Man, we
4: haven't even gotten to the music video yet.
2: Like,
1: what the fuck is going on with this track? And then if you listen to the soundtrack version, they added sex moans, because of course, haha, sex, isn't sex wacky, and this show is cool and sexy. It is none of those things.
4: Now look at the cover with our main characters covered in cum. Yay! Like this show, you're
2: wrong. Uh,
1: that way you can't see the stains. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to tell it's not part of the cover. <laughs> Alright, who got fucking big dick black repair man drunk? I'll set the mood this fucking time good. You just get that penis in there and I'll do the rest. Boom 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 what the fuck is that? And they during scenes that are supposed to be sexy. It's like, this isn't sexy. This is fucking... This is literally retarded. This feels like a retard responsible for what I'm seeing on my screen. <laughs> this feel. What did, did Walt... Is this idea what Walter Jr. thinks is sexy? Is this what I'm watching here? <laughs> no, if it were Walter Jr. thinks is sexy, it would have that music, but it would be like a sausage and a pancake. <laughs> anyway, Breaking Bad joke. Uh... And of course, there's the opening. Uh, Doggy. I wonder who the characters in this show are. I wonder if that guy knows he's supposed to exhale when he sings, not inhale. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> Open your mouth first, then sing. Don't stut the. Don't let the singing come before your mouth. Stop it. It's like I, obviously it's digital. It's auto-tuned to fucks and back. But it sounds like he's going bangie, 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 bangie. Stop it. Just stop it. Anyway. But of course... I gotta get it out of the way. There are three tracks in this soundtrack like I said before that are really fucking good. Like, why are they on this soundtrack fucking good? Yeah. Especially that end credits theme. That doesn't belong in this Fallen show. Fallen Angel, like, yeah. It's too good for this show. I feel... I'm almost angry that it's in this show.
4: Yeah. Best part is it uh, the ending has Pandy and stocking die.
1: I think someone at Dynax was self-aware of how bad this show is. It's like, they, it's like, okay, we're going to handle everything else. We're going to have all end credits duties. We're going to hand that off to Tim. If remember, I'm saying his name's Tim, even though he's Japanese. Let's go with it. Tim, I want you to handle the end credits. You get us a song. You get us some animation. Tim, like...
4: Well, if he's Japanese, he obviously has to be Tim San.
1: Like, San, um, you handle it. Tim sounds like... Tim Son secretly like, hates talking about This show is so fucking awful. They came up with it while they were drunk. Why am I working on this piece of shit? I hate this so much. So what I'm going to do. Okay, well, I know someone just, some poor bastard suffered through it. I'm going to call this really talented singer. Look, I need you to do some really smooth sounding, really nice, uh, really nice kind of number. And I want you to just put your, you know, put some real effort into it. Make it sound like just, just good, just good. There's no other way you describe it. You can't call it good. You got to say good, but with that kind of,
2: like, yeah,
1: it's good. I want you to get that kind of good. I want you to sing it. Put your heart and do it. And I'm going to, and while you're putting putting out that excellent song, just all the ways to watch Panty and Stocking die. And that's going to be, like, the end credits is like, thank you for sitting through this. Here's your reward. Excellent song. You can watch Panty and Stocking die while listening to an excellent song. This is really how it is That's how that fucking end credits is So aside from those three tracks That I've gone about to death For those who haven't heard Every other time I've mentioned them It's Chocolat The Demon Sisters theme And
4: Yeah Who are fittingly enough Also the best characters But disregarding that No Yeah Anyway And there's of course That one really shitty track Which they actually made a music video for Which is Anarchy A.K.A. We Are Angels
1: no, it's called D-City Rock,
4: I think. Yeah, right. Fuck it,
1: me, yeah. God. It, the worst sounds. I, I
4: can't even keep the name straight in my head anymore because I just, whenever I think of it, I just think immediately
1: of I Anarchy! Part of it is, when when I did the Anariff for that episode, go listen to it, people. Uh, my brother, as my sidekick, was doing it with me. When we first watched that episode to come up with some kind of uh like pre, a couple pre-written jokes, because so we mix improvised and pre-written jokes, when he first heard that song, every time she went, Anarchy! Like the K and anarchy, he physically flinched. It was so funny and cathartic to watch that, to see another human being like that has no stake in this, listen to it, and physically flinch at how awful it is. It is so auto-tuned. The auto-tune is auto-tuned. <laughs> so auto-tuned that it actually, the voice cracks. It is too auto-tuned. It it loses tune. It is so auto-tuned it becomes out of tune. (laughs) That's the truth. Her voice will just crack. And it's not a natural crack. It's an auto-tuned crack. What was that? That was the auto-tune. Because it's like 12 layers of (laughs) auto-tune. And the, and the, the instrumentation is this MIDI fucking music. But the, the in the music videos, like they're playing live instruments, but it is the most awful sounding MIDI you will ever hear. Like, is that a guitar? Apparently, I think, I think it's a guitar. I'm sorry, is am I playing on an Amiga? Is is that what's going on here? Even if I do an exaggerated impression, it's still not getting across how bad it is. And then it goes into this part where the song slows down a bit. Still awful singing. And they show you painting stocking's ass. Of course. Uh, beat off. No thank you. I'm not sad. Um and then when it does this, I think it's trying to have a bass guitar? It just sounds like electronic farting. Which is fitting because they show you painting stocking's ass. I know they didn't mean it. Too funny. <laughs> but it behind her singing is I can't physically actually make the sound. It's like, oh my god, is that an instrument? Or, or like, it's like one of the robots from the Matrix having a wet, having like wet, loud diarrhea. That is one. If one of those like octopus-looking fucking robots from the Matrix had explosive diarrhea that's the sound it would make
2: <laughs> oh
1: my god this isn't even music anymore this is just you hate me don't you you're actively trying to make my day worse it is one of the worst things man has ever recorded
4: it is just sad what's a show on screen it's ass
1: yeah. It is literally one of the worst things man has ever recorded and called music. It is like Skrillex and that song and a couple other things. I mean, it is. I pine for a Beyonce song when I hear that. It's like, you know what? I could listen to awful, recycled, color-by-numbers pop music. Yeah, with man-hating. She talks about how awful men are. All men, ever. Yeah, I'm totally for that right now. Just give me banal, lifeless, recycled pop telling me how awful I am. Please. Please. How, let me escape from that. Oh, my Lord, it's so bad. It's so damn bad. Like, it's depressingly bad. It's like... The, but I, I would just love for fucking... uh Just like, like, if someone ever plays that song, to do that power I talked about earlier, to replace it with tribe... That would be the greatest moment in human – one of the greatest moments in human history. You know, the the killing of Bin Laden, the fall of the Nazis, the, you know, cutting off D-City Rock with Tribe. It would be an amazing thing. It would be – I can't even describe how great that would be. In fact, if someone wants to be cool, be a bro, do that at a convention. Like, if you ever hear someone playing that song, like, audibly – like with an iPod or something, just bring your own iPod or something, some speakers, some boombox, and blast Tribe loud enough to drown it out. Oh, my God. You will be a crusader. A crusader for real men everywhere.
4: The other crusader.
1: You will be a hero to millions. You will go down in the annals of history, sir. You you will need one of those commercials, those beer commercials talking about real men, like the real men of genius or the man table. You will be there. You will be the guy that shut that shit up. And you will be saluted, sir. I salute you preemptively. And I think that's a good way to end this podcast, unless you have anything else to add.
4: Yeah, well, that's one last song I want to very quickly bring up. There's not much to talk about, but it's fucking terrible. And they actually recycled it for the second opening, too. Anyone remember this fucking terrible anime bludgeoning Angel Dokoro-chan?
1: The one that you think is going to be awesome because it seems like it's going to make fun of pedophiles and it turns out nope.
4: Yeah, instead it's a pedophile fan service show. Yeah, exactly that one because the opening is like... Peep 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 ah <laughs> And then it's the exact same shit in the second opening, only worse. How is this even possible?
1: <laughs> I swear that show is for self-hating pedophiles. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah,
4: little girl, that, that, hurt me more. Hurt me more, Snake. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, is, that, oh my, Yeah, that, is, that's, that song is ear rape. That's like the Steel Angel Karumi theme. I, I heard that, like, I was watching back when anime was on VHS. Popped in anime VHS. And they would usually start before the show actually began. They'd start with some previews of other shows. Little, tra- little teaser trailer bits. And they played one for Steel Angel Karumi. And my life was never the same. It was so bad. It, that is it was dumb it was humiliating to listen to like i was like oh god i hope no one walks in here right now and it's like you this was made for sad people like like you can just see the fat ass neck bearded thick framed glasses motherfucker who who's like that kind of fat where they don't have visible elbows anymore it's just like big giant overstuffed sausage and that's their arm and they're just clapping along to this song. That's the Steel Angel Kurumi opening.
4: So it's, that's like Heaven's Lost Property all over again.
1: It is, it is horror in sound form, that second song. Like don't, don't go listen to it because there's that chance someone might walk in the room.
4: Also, wouldn't an angel out of steel fall out of the sky?
1: <laughs> it's a metaphor, okay? She's precious. Get, get with it.
4: Oh, uh, steel refers to the boner you're supposed to get.
1: Oh, she's an android girl, I think. She's like an android slave girl or something.
4: It's I'm sticking with my explanation.
1: <laughs> That's our story. We're sticking to it. From, so from all of us here on the other side, I'm Cody Buyer,
4: And I'm Max Vader.
1: Saying... Try, bitches! Hit it!
2: If you haven't been listening to the A3K Network, here's what you've been missing. The other side with Cody Beyer and Max Vader.
1: If you watch and enjoy Senran Kagura, you are a loser. That's just how it is. That's just the way of the world. It's the way of the world. That's the way of the world. You're a loser if you watch and enjoy Senran Kagura. This also, I, I,
4: I think the boobs of the one on the lower right corner are kind of like connected in the middle it's Like they're fused into
1: one half boob Yeah, because like that, that area of the chest between the boobs doesn't seem to go all the way back down <laughs> Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a line there It's like a walnut on her chest And she's, she's got a bra made of shadow it's, uh, You're so into the boobs, but yet you don't know how they work and so, it, episode, uh, more so than any other show in this list, this is the loser show for loser people. I mean, good fucking Christ. The anatomy isn't even good. Yeah, I mean, how the hell do you get off of this? Just I, they're I've they're- seen better
4: <laughs> drawings in, like, 50% of two
2: Two guys under a mic with Jamiya Durham and Mike Martinez.
3: Could you bet, though, so- no, Walking Dead Magical Zombie Edition. You fuck. You, just, <laughs> you kill a you kill I don't want to be in that series. You kill a walker from The Walking Dead, and the walker's like magical zombie bitch. And you're like, why do we? Eat? Just bite me. Do it. Just do it. Nah, I'll let you wait. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, let let you just, wait I'll let you wait. Troll zombie. Troll zombie.
3: I'm gonna let you wait, and I'll bite you when you least expect it. What if I turn around with my eyes closed? Nah. Every time you sleep. I'm going to be standing over you stroking my own decapitated face. <laughs> just going to be standing there watching you. Yeah, you sleeping. Maybe I'll bite you now. Maybe I'll bite you later. Maybe I'll bite you while you're on the bathroom taking a shit. Just like bust through the door while you're taking a dump. shot. It's like, you were right. I really wasn't expecting this. I know.
0: Meanwhile, my goal every time I take a shit, shotgun in hand.
2: Manga corner with J. V. Banks.
0: That's one of the things Oda did really well with One Piece is that he made probably the best ensemble cast for a manga since Dragon Ball, and I, thus far, I don't think anyone's really managed that quite as well. Bleach tried and didn't get very far. <laughs>
3: yeah, I think Fairy Tail actually is really good. Yeah. You know, because Fairy Tail, I think he learned from her One Piece, and although One Piece is great, it's it's actually still very very popular here in uh, I'm I'm in Okinawa, it's the island. Very last island mm. in Japan, but it's really big here. Anything with One Piece is like really popular, but I think Fairy Tail is also like something that it's kind of grown into something that's a little, a little more cohesive, I think, than One Piece. Yeah. So I think uh, some characters. I think you put more female characters that are like they're like a mainstay in Fairy Tail. Ezra, she's yeah, she's I think she's really cool, but she's just like Zoro and these other sidekicks. You know, she's kind of like she's really strong. She's stronger than these other people, but she has a poker face. But she actually has a really dark history, you know, behind her. And and you kind of want to, you kind of want to understand why she wears armor all the time and why she's so like poker face. Bonus round with
2: John Paul in
0: His first day of school, he runs into Rika, who, as I've already mentioned, currently has Chunibyo. She's the girl in all the pictures with the eye patch. And like a lot of people, myself included, look at that and like, Wow, that's really stupid. Another show with a girl wearing an eye patch. But as I've already mentioned, that's the point. People give her shit for wearing this eye patch because she doesn't need to wear an eye patch. In fact, under her eye patch is just her regular eye with a yellow contact. She calls it her wicked eye. And currently, her main objective in life is to find the ethereal horizon. And she does this a number of ways. Most of them are bullshit, like walking to different parts in a park at a certain time of night, and staring at the moon, or uh, she fights with her sister several times, and they animate that quite nicely, because even though they're not fighting like this in real life... They, they animate it like it is a Magical Girl series, like it's a Modica Magica kind of fight. And so that was one of the things that grabbed me early on that I really liked about the series.
2: A 3K panel with Sean Russell.
0: Is there is something lost when you don't have to really work to find a good show, when you can just go onto a website and literally have every single anime ever created within a click? No because <laughs> you know if you've ever had tapes of german dubs of sailor moon where the sound disappears when you fast forward them definitely nothing has been lost but no i don't i don't mean as far as quality but i mean as far as your appreciation of finding that series because to me it's like it feels like there's just way too much out there for you oh, to, no, no. To, i mean i think I, I I I watched a hell of a lot between 2003 and 2005 and I think you reach a point where you realise I think what you can then have a better separation of what was good and bad. Because in the 90s, I was buying loads of VHS tapes and not all of them were good but I was just buying it because it was anime. But now I've seen a lot of anime and I can pick and choose more. Yeah, it's great. I don't have to just consume the limited morsels put on my plate. See, I slightly disagree, because I felt back when I was recording them off the Sci-Fi channel, I felt that like they could just give me anything. They would be able to give me anything, and I would wake up the next day, watch it, and think it was the best thing ever. So, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but obviously you had a much harder ride than I did. So, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one to call, because there's nothing wrong with ease. The, the Ease should be appreciated, so... Yeah, perhaps I would have appreciated it less at the time if it was easier to find.
2: Be sure to visit anymay3000.com for daily audio and video programming.